Renew your mind. I love having coffee with my pasta. It's just so personal. Be encouraged. This is my favourite programme. Pastor Kong is just so real. Hot seats, hot seats. Nourished in the word. The question and answers are spot on. Pastor Kong, we love you. This is the best. Something new is brewing. Hi, this is Pastor Kong. I want to invite you to sit back, relax and have a cup of coffee with me. Join us for Coffee with Kong. Hello and welcome to the show known as Coffee with Kong and I'm your host, Bernard. I'm so glad you can join me on this radio show where I get to ask my senior pastor some of life's most difficult or burning questions and in the process be well equipped to understand about life, faith and ministry. Well, we believe this show will greatly bless you and hopefully help you walk closer to God and live a purpose-driven, kingdom-driven life. Pastor Kong He is the senior pastor of City Harvest Church in Singapore. And ever since May 2012, he has been on this radio show every week, answering emails that come into us at connect at cityradio.sg. This series of shows will be called 3-in-1 Coffee, where we put together three episodes or emails of the same topic, which have been covered through the years. This episode is going to be a slightly long one. Through the years, we have received many emails asking about stuff that's in the Bible and stuff that isn't. Now, you must be thinking, huh, what? (laughs) In this first part, we have an email coming in to ask about certain verses of scripture that are missing in some translations of the Bible. Now wait, (laughs) did you even know that? That there are missing verses in the Bible? (laughs) Well, we learn something new every day. Sit back. Relax and let's have coffee with my pastor, Pastor Kong Hee. Pastor, I'm so excited and uh, it's it's been an amazing journey. We we started the the radio station and and uh, we have so many many listeners that are tuning in to us every week and it's just amazing what God has done through this small little ministry in a very very simple microphone setup. Would you call this a simple microphone setup, Pastor? <laughs> It's actually very simple. <laughs> and five years ago, we are still using the same microphone today. Exactly. exactly. That's yeah. right. Yes, right. Pastor, and, same technology. And, you know, I think this entire setup is less than, what, $200? Yeah, less than that. Less than that. <laughs> it's amazing, isn't it? And we have recorded everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. We have recorded above ground, underground. We have recorded in every kind of situation except in the war zone. Yeah. Uh, yes <laughs> And we have recorded this in many countries many In the mission countries. field That's right pastor And our uh, pastor uh, Today The topic is going to be very very hot It's called Missing scripture Wow And I'll tell you Pastor With this topic Missing scripture It is written by our very own DJ Who wrote in to ask a question Terry He says hi Bernard Just want to say that I love Coffee Yu Kong so much That he has been The program That has been an encouragement to me Every single week Thank you for taking time to read this And I would like to hear Pastor Kong Regarding this topic The topic is Missing scripture Missing scripture Yes Pastor, he says, I recently came across an article online regarding the NIV version of the Bible <laughs> and it said that many words and phrases were completely deleted from the NIV. It deletes over 64,000 words including words like mercy seat, Jehovah and Godhead. It removes meaningful and well-known Bible words like Calvary, Wow. words like Lucifer, words like New Testament, Regeneration, etc. For instance, if you search for Acts chapter 8, verse 37 in the NIV, you will read verse 36. They travel along the road, 
they came to some water and the eunuch said, Look, here is water. Why shouldn't I be baptized? After verse 36, is immediately verse 38. And he ordered the chariot to stop. Then both Philip and the eunuch went down into the water and Philip baptized him. Verse 37, is clean, gone, vanished. Wow. I checked Bible website like Bible Gateway and it seems to be true that the words and verses were missing from the NIV version. So question, Pastor. Do we still read or use the NIV version since many of these things in context is removed from this particular Okay, it's the same question that you ask. Do we read the Message Bible? Because the Message Bible is so paraphrased that sometimes, you know, it's, it's so colloquial. Yes. It, so remixed. Yeah, so it's so remixed. <laughs> yeah. If, if you want to do any serious study, obviously you cannot read the Message Bible. You know, okay. for serious study. Okay, okay. So <clears throat> now the the truth here is this. Okay. The truth here is this has been a debate ever since Bible translation came into being. So for the last five hundred, six hundred years where the Bible was translated from the Latin into the English version and other versions. Yes. And people have always been debating, are those translations accurate? Now, of course, if you want absolute accuracy, Mm. then what you need to do is to all become either Greek or Hebrew experts, Uh or we all go and uh, learn Latin. And in fact, until today, Mm. the Roman Catholic Church, uh, their official Ministry language is in Latin. Mm. Until yes. today, Until you today. go Vatican City. Many of the scholars they speak Latin. Yes, because they want to, they want to have the ability to uh, understand the scripture in its uh, um, in as much of its original accuracy as possible. Mm. The moment you have a translation, you already uh, filtered a bit. Filter a bit, yeah, mm. and. The more modern the translation is, the more filtering process is going to be. Mm, mm. Uh, for example, I mean, not just the NIV. There are people that believe that apart from the King James Bible, you mm. should never read any other version because this, the conspiracy mindset was, or the conspiracy mindset is that there is a worldwide global sinister effort to water down the truth and the only one that is accurate is the King, King James, James Bible. But even in the original King James Bible, even in the original King James mm-hmm. Bible, half of the chapter of Mark 16 is not there. Yeah, like for example, in my name, you will cast out demons, you'll speak in new tongues. That whole chunk of it was not there. Really? In the, because at that point in time, they couldn't, they couldn't decide, is this... Is this part of the original text, or is this a added commentary made by subsequent scholars of the original Greek? Wow! Because you must remember, in those days, they don't have computers. True. Okay. <laughs> they don't have font size, and you know, it's all written by hand. Yes. Okay. So how are they going to know what is footnote? What is a commentary? What is you know, they got to compare and recompare with other versions they have. Wow. And thankfully, the amazing thing here is this, is that when they compare uh, the manuscripts with those that were copied by hand, mm-hmm. hundreds of years, if not thousands of years, they find that 
the accuracy is phenomenal. Wow. Can you imagine you have this broken telephone syndrome? Yeah. You know this game we play? Yes. Even just going one round in a room, wow. a message get filtered and get, get distorted. <laughs> and here you have messages that have been written by hand for hundreds and thousands of years and it's still almost identical wow. all the way through. But the point here I'm trying to say is this, when you have translation, you are never going to have a ultra 99.99999% absolute accuracy. Wow. So for serious Bible students, they need to know a little bit of Greek, a little bit of Hebrew. Mm. They need to study all, you know. Yes. And the beautiful thing here is this. A beautiful thing here is that we have so many English translations right now. Yeah. When I was a kid, I think at most maybe 10 English translations. You have the RSV version. At that time, NIV hasn't even come up yet. Wow. You, have the RSV, you have King James, you have RSV. You have uh, the Living Bible, there is a paraphrase version, and it's, it's, it's good for devotional reading, like, but it's never good for serious Bible study. Living Bible, the Message Bible. And you have maybe Amplified Bible, you have a few others, mm-hmm. and basically that's it. Today, there is so, so many. many. Yeah, there so are many. so many. Easily, you have what, 100 different English versions. Yeah. So if you want to even if you try very hard to twist the scripture mm. it's going to be very difficult because wow. you just go to biblehub.com you can see like 10 translations and you can compare 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 compare. that's true that's true yeah so is NIV on a concerted effort to twist the scripture years ago there's there's also this uh, controversy about being gender neutral you know, I think one of the translations, I believe it's the NIV, came out with a Bible that's gender neutral. That means God is not a heavenly father. It's just God, you know, no uh-huh. no father, no mother, okay. no he, it's, it's neutral. Neutral. Because they want to be politically correct. Mm. You mm. know, PC about this. Mm. A lot of people are very upset about it. They mm. say, they say there's certain things you just cannot change. Yeah, yeah. So I think my whole concept here is this. As long as, long as the theme, the main theme of the, of the Word of God mm. is not twisted, mm. as long as we all know there is a devil, <laughs> as long as we know that Jesus was born of a virgin, mm. as long all the core beliefs that God is a trinity, mm. uh, you know, all the core tenets of the Christian faith yeah. is is there. I feel that most likely the Bible is fine. Mm. It's okay. okay. If you don't like one translation, switch to another translation. Yeah. So, so many to choose from. So, so many to choose from. <laughs> but I do believe that many of the scholars mm. that uh, translated the Bible, they try their best to be as truthful as they can. But is human trying to translate? Mm. There will be certain bias. Yeah, yeah. You know, if if you have a scholar that doesn't believe in signs and wonders and miracles, mm. the way he translates something that has to do with miracles is going to be very hard. Like, yeah. like I can tell you this. I think even in the King James Bible, I, I could be wrong on this. Mm-hmm. Isaiah chapter seven, I believe, it says. At first, it says the virgin shall conceive. Mm. But at that point in time, they said a young woman shall conceive. Because they cannot, the translator cannot grasp. Okay. 
that this is possible. Wow. You know, wow. because maybe he's more liberal, cannot accept mm. miracles. Mm. So he said a young woman. Wow. But then they'll put a footnote that in the original script is virgin. So you have all this human biasness. Yeah. They are in play. But God is bigger than all this. Yes. God is very relaxed about like, you know, as long as you don't add new doctrine into the Bible, as mm. long as you don't subtract any doctrine out of the Bible, if the theme is there, I think God would say, it's fine. But if you don't like, if your conscience said this Bible is not, NIV is not that never incorrect, <laughs> then switch. And if you're good in English, you're good in Shakespearean English, then go to King James. King James Stay in King James. I like the King James. I like the new King James. But some of the younger people, they, they find it's too old English. Hmm. But I like it. I want to leave you with 2 Peter chapter 1, verse 20 to verse 21. But know this first of all, that no prophecy of scripture is a matter of one's own interpretation. For no prophecy was ever made by an act of human will. But man, moved by the Holy Spirit, spoke from God. So it's a partnership of fallible man and the pure, infallible Spirit of God. And I hope you enjoy reading the Bible. God bless. How was that episode? I hope you're learning something that will better equip you to live a victorious life in God. Now the next email is going to take things to another level. Now have you heard of stuff like the lost gospels? the testament of Solomon or the gospel of Thomas? No, never? Well, I assure you, you will be thoroughly blessed by this one. Pastor, I'll, be, I'll just be up front, okay? Okay. Just, you know, I just want to throw you, you know, the, into the hot seat right Again. now. Again. The topic right now in your face is called Lost Gospels. I just love love that expression. Ah, <laughs> uh, loves gospel. You know why? Because it's an email that came to us, connect at cdradio.sg. The person has left his name, but he put that, I would like to remain anonymous. So I said, okay, hi, Bernard. Thanks for hosting Coffee with Kong over the past few seasons. Recently, I started reading up materials that included things like the lost gospel. Example, Testament of Solomon. <laughs> and another example, the gospel of Thomas. <laughs> And I'm getting shaken here and there after reading. So I just want to ask Pastor, what uh, does he think about the lost gospels? Secondly, recently I've been feeling uh, this feeling of deep rejection, not from members, but just that I can't connect with God, almost as if I've been rejected by God and unable to enjoy in the spirit of fellowship during my cell group fellowship. How do I reconnect back to God? And then he ends off, keep up the good work, Please keep me anonymous. So, Pastor, the question here is, is this a hot seat question? Yes, it is a hot seat question. Uh, not because it is, I'm going to offend anybody. Mm. You know, most of the time, I, I told you the hot seat questions are the hot button issues. Yes, correct. That will cause me to make people upset. Yes. And you know, I'm a pastor. I I don't like to make people upset. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah. In my line of ministry and work, it, we want to connect with people. Yes. Yeah. So, but it is a hot seat because I got to get into technicalities. Okay. <laughs> okay. Technicalities, Arthur. Yeah. Okay. Let me explain to you. There are 66 books in the Bible that we have today. Yes. Correct? Yes. 39 of them are from the Old Testament. 27 of them are from the New Testament. Mm. 
Now, all these books included in the Bible is what is called, is known as the canon of scripture. Canon, mm. like C-A-N-O-N. Okay. Yeah. And so who decided these say, six books form the canon? Actually, the early church fathers. Mm. You must remember that all these books were not uh, compiled into one whole volume, the Old Testament and New Testament. They were not compiled into one whole volume until about three, four hundred years later. Mm. So the early church, the first few hundred years, they have letters from Paul. They have the writings from Peter. Mm. They have the writings from James. They have records here, records. So there are a lot of letters and things are going around. And the believers were increasing like leaps and bounds. Yeah. And then you can imagine that there'll be a lot of confusion. Yes. Which one is really the true written by the real disciples, the real apostles? Which one is really the, the word of God and which ones uh, were not? So in 367 AD, almost 300 over years after Jesus Christ, right? Mm, yes. 367 AD, yeah. that's an important date. There's a very important church father called Athanasius. Mm. He decided, he and all the, the bishops of that time, mm. and especially those that have relationship and somehow link to the early apostles, they all gathered together and they begin to sit down and deliberated on which are the true gospels, which are the books that mm. are inspired by God himself. Mm. So they looked through it. Now, Athanasius at that time, was fighting a heretic, a guy called Arius. Okay. Arius was denying the Trinity. Okay. So he said, there's no such thing as God the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So Athanasius said, that is, that's a heresy. Hmm. But everybody was coming up with their own, well, look at this writing, look at that writing. So they, all the bishops, all the early church fathers, they all gathered together. And then they began to, to sit down. I believe it was the Council of Carthage. Mm. when that actually happened. So, now, you must remember, let me get into the scripture. The Bible says in Proverbs, Proverbs 30, verse 5 to 6, it says, Every word of God is pure. Yeah, He is a shield unto them that put their trust in Him. Add thou not unto His words, lest He reprove thee, and thou be found a liar. So we are not to add to what God has said. So these are the things that that the early church was would be thinking these letters these so-called gospels mm. and there are a lot flying around yeah the gospels of thomas the gospel of judas the gospel everyone claiming to be a gospel everyone claiming that uh, they're quoting something that jesus said they knew something they have some secret information they got to look does this contradict any of what they have known concerning the word of god mm. in the, in the past whatever they had in the Old Testament. And now remember, when we come to the early church, they already had the Old Testament. Yes. Okay? And based on what they they have heard and they have known, does this contradict? Mm. If somebody said that God is not all-powerful, for sure you don't need to read the rest of the gospel. For sure you know that is not true. Yes. And then Revelation says that if any man shall add unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. If any man shall take away from the words of the book of this prophecy, God shall take away his part out of the book of life and out of the holy city and from the things which are written in this book. That's Revelation 22 verse 18 to 19. So they were very serious about this. All right, you cannot add 
to what God has revealed concerning Himself. You mm. cannot take away any part of it. Mm. So they look through all these so-called gospels. They look through all these so-called writings. They are very, very careful. For example, when they talk about Jesus, is this Jesus the same as the Jesus known in what the church has already accepted? That means those that are written by Peter, Mm. those that are written by John, Mm. those that are written by Luke. That means those that were living at the same time with Jesus. Those that have known Jesus, walked with Jesus. I mean, their letters were still around. Yes. Is this Jesus the same as that Jesus? Thomas did not make the cut. Now, Thomas was a good man. He was an apostle. Yes. But the Gospel of Thomas was not written by Thomas. No, it wasn't? It wasn't. Just oh. It's written by somebody who claimed to be Thomas. Okay. It's wow. part of what they call the Gnostic Gospel. Gnostics were known as they were the heretics of those times. Mm. So the God that they believe in does not gel with the God of the Old Testament. It didn't gel with the God of what Peter, Matthew, uh, John, John, Luke, Mark, Paul had, had written. Also, so the God that the lost gospel of Thomas, the lost gospel of Judas, the lost gospel of whoever, mm. it didn't gel, gel with the God that was in all this scripture. It didn't, the Jesus didn't gel with those Jesus. Wow. You know, that was in those books. Right? And usually, these other gospels, they are elitist. That means they, they say, we have revelation other people didn't have. Mm. Our gospel is special. Mm. Anytime somebody tells you that he has a secret doctrine that nobody has, not even the disciples knew about it, mm. not even the apostles, not even John or Paul or Peter or Mark or Luke knew, you're on dangerous ground. Mm. And the God they talk about, creation, sin, holiness, redemption, Christian conduct, if any of those stuff didn't gel with all this accepted scripture, mm. they were discarded. And then, very important, they got to have absolute proof that these writings originated from the apostles or from the original disciples. Wow. At 367 AD, they all sat together and there were hundreds of such writings. Mm. All right. If it's not from the original disciples, let's put it one side. If it's not from the, the apostles, let's put it one side. If any of the doctrine didn't gel with what was accepted already, we threw it all, all out. And they were left with four Gospels and 23 other books. And that formed the New Testament. Wow. So, to be honest, I think, you know, the Word of God is really no joke. There is no justice. They don't play a fool with that. They don't play a fool because these are sacred texts and they, they were very mindful. If anyone add or subtract to it, you lose your eternal salvation. Wow. Yeah, your name will not be written in the book of life. Wow. Yeah. So I can understand that when you read these Gospels, it, it sounds very interesting because it got a new angle and all that. But mm. it can disturb your faith. It can kill your faith. So I'm, I'm not even surprised when uh, this brother, what's his name again? Yeah. Oh, he didn't say it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. When, when this, this listener who wrote in say, I feel discouraged. I feel that I lost my connection. Yes. Because words are powerful. You've been reading the wrong words. You've wow. been reading words that are not inspired by the Holy Spirit. And those lost gospels mm. are meant to actually destroy your faith. Wow. Yeah. Pastor, now, now that I'm what, 
you know, watching you and lo- looking at how you answer. I always remember you you said before that we are made out of three things. Number one is the the the, the stuff you watch and the stuff you listen to. Absolutely. Num- number two is the books you read. Yep. And number three, the friends you hang out with. Yeah. So wow, yeah. it really does affect. Isn't yeah. It? The Gnosticism was considered heresy in the early church. Yeah. Then because they preach a different gospel. But that is dangerous. Very dangerous. That is why. You know, you read novels that they don't purport to be gospels. You know, you read storybooks. It's one thing, mm. but when you read religious books that has spiritual connotation, it doesn't just get into your mind; it gets into your spirit, and that's when you start getting messed up. So, to answer your second question, you know, so I lost my connection. I think first thing you need to do is stop reading those books. Yes. Number one. Yes. Number two, build up your faith. Mm. Now it doesn't mean that that we are afraid, you know. I mean, those are just books, right? It's not that we are. If we read them, you know, greater is He who is in us than He who is in the world. We should not walk in fear. I mean, but at the same time, if if your faith in God is not strong, those books are going to put doubts concerning Jesus, God, forgiveness, love, and all those stuff in into your system. You got to first get rid of. I mean, stop reading them. Go back to the Bible. Pray, ask God to cleanse your heart, ask for a fresh touch of the Holy Spirit,、mm. and also one of the things that I've learned. Okay, this is apart from the lost gospel. If I stop hearing from God, I want to ask myself, when was the last time God spoke to me?、Mm. Did God ask me to do certain things that I have not obeyed? Did God ask me to carry out certain stuff I have not yielded to Him?、Mm. And usually, you find that let's say God asks you to. Change certain attitudes, and you say no, 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 no. His voice will will get dimmer and dimmer and dimmer. Wow! So you need to come before the Lord and say, God, if there's any areas in my life that I need to surrender afresh and and consecrate my life afresh, I need to do it before you. Wow! Yeah. Wow! What an answer, Pastor. <laughs> All I can say is, from now on, I'm just gonna eat the right stuff. Eat the right stuff. Yeah. Eat the, because you are what you eat. You、it? are what you eat. And you also want your exalt, <laughs> amen and amen. Thank you so much, Pastor. For ans- it is technical. It's quite technical, isn't it? It is. Yeah. But it's very interesting, Pastor. I, I really, I've never, never cared much about the lost gospels, you know. Yeah. But man, this is really- the the first heretic in the church is a guy called Marcion, and Marcion actually has has a gospel too, and he's a Gnostic, but the the God that he preached、uh, was not the same God of the Bible that we know. Hmm. And he has a huge、uh, following. Right. He has a huge denomination. Right. <laughs> wow.、Yeah. Never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> Never heard of him. He's the first heretic of the early church. Yes. Amen. <laughs> amen. amen. Well, Pastor, rest assured, we are. That's drink- why you got to come Bible school. Yes. You got to sign up for SOT. Then you will learn all these stuff. This is a subject called bibliology. Yes.、Uh, where you study is a study of the Bible. I mean, how did we get the Bible? And and、uh, it's a very interesting study. I want to leave you with Second Timothy chapter three, verse sixteen and seventeen. It says, "All Scripture is inspired by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, so that the man of God may be adequate and equipped for every good work." So stay with the Word of God, sixty-six books of the Bible, and you won't go wrong. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. Now, if you have a burning question or a topic to suggest on the show, please feel free to write in to me, connect at cityradio.sg, and I'll do my best to reply you as soon as possible.
Now, the last and final email will clear and set things right for you. Uh, whenever we listen to a preacher or a sermon, and how do we know that if verses quoted and used are, you know, in a sense, used appropriately and in context? How do we interpret the Bible correctly by ourselves then? Okay, Pastor, today I got a uh, email and I, I, I'm going to break this email into two parts, okay, Pastor? Two parts. And this is going to probably stretch to the next episode. But the title for this part is called Interpretation of Bible Verses. <laughs> okay. Is it hot? Is no, it hot? no, no, no. It, it depends how it, how it flows from here. <laughs> okay. Okay. This email uh, is from Cecilia. Uh, she wrote to us, connect at cdradio.sg. She says, Dear Bernard, I would like to ask Pastor Kong two questions. Okay. So now, this is question number one. Interpretation of Bible Verses. So, um... She's gave an example, an example of the sermon on building fun for our generations, for the Shunammite woman. So she says that could it be because of this woman's faith, her faith, that her son and all that her blessings after many trials, she says, could it be because God loves her? I always wonder how the interpretation of Bible, uh, of the Bible is to be accurate and not geared towards one objective of the sermon for the day. There are many people, you know, uh, who, who are to twist the Bible towards their objective. Personally, I have no issue uh, of anything and I thank God for the preaching of giving and sowing and reaping principle. But for others who doubt, I thought it is appropriate to address this <laughs> issue. Is this a hot seat question first, Pastor? I don't know. Let's see how it goes. Okay. <laughs> But Pastor, it is, it is, okay, to be fair to Cecilia, it is a valid question. Yeah. Not, not just for the, the Shudamite woman or any, for any other sermon. Yeah. You know, when you look at the scripture, the beauty of the Bible is this. The beauty of the Bible is you can read it and the Bible is like a prism. Many you can, facets. Yeah, you can look at different angles. It can... It can speak to you about marriage. It can speak to you about faith. It can speak to you about giving. It can speak to you about love. It can speak to you about compassion. It can, it can speak in so many, many different directions. For example, just the first three chapters of the Bible, Genesis chapter 1, 2, and 3, you can preach hundreds of sermons out of it. Yeah, wow. you can talk about creativity. You can talk about the seven days of creation. You you can interpret it different differently, and you can also interpret it uh, literally. Okay. You can uh, interpret it allegorically. That means this means this. That means that. Mm. You know, the first day light speaks of this. Darkness speaks of that. Mm. You can look at it in different ways, and I believe God allows that, so that first of all. Bible stories are kept interesting mm -hmm. so that you can learn from various aspects. Mm -hmm. Now, the, the, the subject of interpretation of the Bible is a subject called hermeneutics. That means there are certain basic principles and laws mm -hmm. governing interpreting the Bible. Mm -hmm. In fact, there's a verse that says you got to rightly divide the Word of God. Yes. Divide means you must be able to, to look in the verse and say, this is saying this, that is saying that. And when you divide the Bible, the, the word, that means you interpret the word, it must never go against certain basic laws. For example, it must not contradict the overall theme of the Bible. 
What? Oh, okay. yeah, yeah, it must. Fair enough. Yeah, fair enough, right? Yeah. yeah. For example, if if you read a verse and you say that, well, th- therefore from this verse we learn a lesson that God wants us to steal, kill, and destroy. Uh, you know that goes against everything you learn about the Bible. Yep. Yes. Correct. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. So, it, it first of all, it it must be interpret. The Bible has got to be interpreted in line with the entire theme of the Bible. Mm. Yeah. Now, how a preacher uses the word yes. to bring forth a message. Yes. Well, that depends on on how that preacher feels led by God yes. to bring forth certain rhema, certain revelation. For example, Rick Warren says this: "You must use the pulpit on purpose." Wow. Yeah, the pulpit must be used on purpose. That means when you preach the word, you must be able to show forth from Bible stories and Bible verses what God is saying to the people. Wow. Yeah. So there are there are obvious there are obvious verses that talks about obvious topics. Yes. But the Old Testament is full of stories. Yes. And within the stories, they exemplify certain principles in the word. Yes. And a preacher must be skillful to know how to use those stories to show forth the principles of the word. Yeah. This is so good, Pastor. I I, I don't know if it makes sense to you or not. It does. So so of course the Bible must be a when you preach the word, like whether it's Shulamite woman or whatever it is, yeah, yes. the story itself must ideally show forth the principle. Mm. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. It must show forth, and it got to be reasonable. Yes. And, and it got to be, it it got to be, uh, the preaching. There's nothing new under the sun. Yeah. So the preaching got to be, the Bible says that the word of God is not subject to any private interpretation. Mm. That means if I'm preaching something. And I'm the only one in the whole world that is preaching that. Mm. Then most likely I'm I'm off, you know. But if what I'm saying is also echoed by a large segment of the body of Christ, yes. Not necessarily all, mm. because there are different denominations and there are different persuasions. But it must be sufficiently echoed by a significant segment of the body of Christ. Then most likely, you're on the right track. When I, when it comes to the preaching of the word, I never want to preach something that I'm the only one in the whole world that's preaching it. I want to be preaching something that is already written in books, uh, preached by other preachers, echoed by other theologians. So this these are safeguards that will ensure that I'm not saying something that is totally off. Does it make sense? It makes a lot of sense, Pastor. And you know, to me, hearing you explain about interpretation of Bible verses, I think this is the part where I mean, growing up in church, we always know that the word is living. Yeah, yeah. That's why you can say that in Genesis, the first three chapters, because the word is living, it、yeah. can be for anything. Creativity. Yes. yes. That's why when you read it, it brings life into your spirit. Yes. So yes. I, I can fully、yes. now I, even deeper understanding of this. Yeah. Whatever. Yes.、Yeah. Yeah, I want to leave you with Second Peter one verse twenty to twenty one. Knowing this first, that no prophecy of Scripture is of any private interpretation, for prophecy never came by the will of man, but holy men of God spoke as they were moved by the Holy Spirit. God bless. Have a great week. 
We hope you enjoyed the show. If you have a burning question or a topic to suggest, write to us. Connect at cdradio.sg. Connect at cdradio.sg. To find out more about City Harvest Church, visit our website at www.chc.org.sg. www.chc.org.sg. Don't forget to follow Pastor Kong Hee on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. At PS Kong Hee. At PS Kong Hee. God bless you and stay safe. <laughs>